Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. There is a new repayment plan in town. We take a look at the details of the new repay plan on today's episode of the College Investor Audio Show. Thanks so much for stopping by today. Okay, let's get right to it. So the U.S. Department of Education published a very official-sounding Notice of Proposed Rulemaking, NPRM, in the Federal Register on Wednesday, January 11th of this year. This NPRM proposes a new income-driven repayment plan that will actually cut the monthly payments on some federal student loans in half. The U.S. Department of Education estimates that the new repay plan will cost just a tick under $138 billion over 10 years, assuming that about a third of borrowers choose the new repay plan, of course. Okay, so let's take a look at the three main purposes for the new income-driven repayment plan. Providing a safety net for borrowers, providing affordable payments pegged to income instead of the amount owed, and integration with public service loan forgiveness. The changes proposed by the Biden administration are focused primarily on making student loan payments more affordable. So the new income-driven repayment plan will be, will be implemented rather as a change to the revised pay-as-you-earn repayment plan, repay, as proposed to creating a brand new repayment plan. So borrowers who are already in repay will just get the benefit of the changes to repay when they go into effect. Borrowers in other repayment plans can choose to switch into this new repay plan. The changes are also going to simplify the set of repayment plans by phasing out enrollment in existing plans. The new regulations will limit eligibility for pay-as-you-earn repayment, or P-A-Y-E, pay, and income contingent repayment, ICR, to borrowers who were in pay and ICR on the effective date of the new regulations. Except for Parent PLUS loan borrowers. Parent PLUS loan borrowers are ineligible for the new repay plan, darn it, and will continue to be eligible for ICR or federal on federal direct consolidation loans that repay a Parent PLUS loan. The new regulations will not be able to eliminate income-based repayment, IBR, because IBR was enacted by statute. Borrowers in repay can choose to switch into IBR only until they have made 120 payments under pay. 10 years. This primarily affects graduate students who may choose to switch into IBR because it has a shorter 20-year repayment term instead of the 25-year repayment term available to graduate students under repay. The new repay plan reduces the monthly loan student loan payments by changing the percentage of discretionary income, changing the definition of discretionary income, and changing the repayment period. So let's take a look at the percentage of discretionary income. The percentage of discretionary income will be reduced to 5% for undergrad loans. It will remain at 10% for graduate loans, but will combine using a weighted average based on the original loan balances of the loans that are still outstanding. Definition of discretionary income. The definition of discretionary income will be adjusted gross income minus 225% of the poverty line instead of 150% of the poverty line. The repayment period also changes. The remaining debt will be forgiven after 20 years of payments, or 240, 
for undergrad debt and 25 years or 300 payments for graduate debt. There will be a shorter repayment period and earlier forgiveness for borrowers with low original loan balances. If the original loan balance is 12 grand or, l- or less, the remaining debt will be forgiven after 10 years. And then just add a year for each additional $1,000 in original loan balance above 12 grand. The use of one-year increments is intended to prevent cliff effects. If a student borrows more student loans later, the time to forgiveness will adjust. Up to $22,000 of undergraduate debt and up to $27K of graduate debt will qualify for a shorter repayment period. Note that $12,000 is the maximum a dependent student can borrow in the first two years of undergraduate education, such as at a community college. The time and repayment may increase for some borrowers as compared to the old system of repay since the monthly payment will be lower, yielding slower progress toward paying off the debt in full. More than two-thirds of undergraduate borrowers will reach the 20-year forgiveness point, and more than 98% of graduate students will reach the 25-year forgiveness point under the new repay plan. The new repay plan will have no longer charge accrued, but unpaid interest after applying to the borrower's payment. So, loan balances will no longer grow when borrowers make the required payments, even if the payments are less than the new interest that accrues. This eliminates a significant source of stress for borrowers who were previously negatively amortized. Oof. If a married borrower files their federal income tax returns as married filing separately, only that borrower's income will count toward the loan payment under repay. The borrower's spouse will be excluded from household size in the calculation of the poverty line. Counts more payments toward forgiveness. Progress toward forgiveness will no longer reset when the borrower consolidates their loans. That's great. Payments before consolidation will count toward forgiveness based on a weighted average of the loan balances of the loans with and without qualifying payments. In addition, more deferment and forbearance periods will count toward forgiveness. This includes the cancer deferment, rehabilitation training program deferment, unemployment deferment, economic hardship deferment, including Peace Corps, military service, national service forbearance, National Guard duty forbearance, DOD student loan repayment program forbearance, and certain administrative forbearances. There are also new options for delinquency and default. When a borrower is 75 days delinquent on their federal student loans, they will automatically be enrolled in the income-driven repayment plan with the lowest monthly payment. However, the enrollment won't really be automatic since the borrower must still consent to the disclosure of their income information to enable the calculation of the monthly loan payment. Borrowers who are in default on their federal student loans can make payments under IBR and have them count toward forgiveness. All good things, and you can find out even more about the new income-driven repayment plan, Repay, at thecollegeinvestor.com. Dive in deeper right inside this article. Just type in the words, what you need to know about the new IDR, and you'll find this article. Or copy and paste the title of the podcast right into the search bar. And that is our show for today. Thanks so much for stopping by. We have tons and tons of stuff if you stop by our website at thecollegeinvestor.com. Also, follow us all over social media if you have any problems or questions. You want to find out more about something, just let us know. Friend us, like us, follow us, all those things. 
Just search for The College Investor and you'll find us. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you again real soon.